Hello everybody, Natalie coming to you live, Spirit and Coffee. At a very different hour, um, probably <laughs> doubt anybody will get on here. It has been so long. I think uh, maybe a couple weeks since I've actually broadcast on Podbean and have done a podcast. And actually, this is my first podcast without doing a live video with my podcast, which is interesting. Um, but just felt like getting on here and, you know, having a chat, which is typically what I do live on air, not scripted, talking to individuals, if not just talking to myself, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Anywho, just kind of been in this space of reflecting on life and what life has to offer and really understanding the significance of death and rebirth and what does that truly mean now in certain cultures they call it rites of passage and sometimes they do rituals around it where you know we we had this space and place in society where it was honored and i think in some cultures it still is honored the rites of passage the ability to put to rest a part of ourself that I, w I don't want to say no longer exists, but is no longer within our consciousness. Um, no, not even that. It's not that it's no longer there, but it's like we put to rest the old ways or old patterns so that we can step into a new way and new patterns and new conditioning and new ways of seeing the world. Not that the old doesn't still exist, just to say that we are stepping into something new. And that we sort of honor what came before, but it's no longer serving us for what we're doing in our life. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening in my life and in a big, large scale um, in terms of spirit and coffee even. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue the legacy of spirit and coffee, but to simply say that I don't know where this is taking me. Um, I have done nearly four years of spirit and coffee where I have given so much of my time um, and in service to humanity, but a lot to myself as well, because in the process of trying to support individuals into remembering their purpose and remembering that they have a divine spark within them to lead their life into something beautiful, I also too was remembering my light and my spark and my internal happenings so that I can you know, do what I need to do in the world. And because of that, you know, as much as I've given, um, you know, part of my life is in this new transformational space where I have put to death this part of me that maybe had this need to be seen or heard. Um, and it's kind of funny because right now I'm, you know, going through, as many of my listeners know, I'm in a master's program. And part of the master's program is going through these different theoretical models, um, ways of seeing the world. And one way of seeing the world is, is something called spiral dynamics, if you've never heard of it. And it's a concept that we sort of went over in paradigms of consciousness, where we talk about the different paradigms that emerge. And spiral dynamics is a way to sort of describe um, how society uh, maybe spirals through these different paradigms are these ways of 
viewing the world or seeing the world. Um, and we're totally, there's a, a point where there's this, or there's orange and then there's green and orange. Hey, hello, whoever just got on here. But the orange level of spiral dynamics is really what I call the patriarch. It's capitalism. Um, and it, so it speaks to or alludes to how, um, society might operate in a scientific base, but also the need to be heard and the need to be seen and self-expression and, and then also monetizing that. But then you move to the green, um, in spiral dynamics and spiral dynamics in the green is more like your nonprofit where it's, it's more of a democratic approach in my language. Um, as a spiritual alchemist, I call this the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. Um, and we need both. So um, never would consciousness, um, if you're in consciousness studies or understand consciousness, would you say we need one or the other? And that's the same, too, when we're talking about the um, sacred feminine and alchemy and sacred feminine. We don't say, hey, let's, you know, get rid of, hey, solo, let's get rid of the patriarch. No, that's not how it works. Um, we say, the patriarch right now is obviously in the shadow, right? And, and and it's a toxic patriarch where we're saying, how do we actually integrate the sacred feminine um, and bring in those um, healthy parts of it? Not to say that the toxic parts of the sacred feminine don't exist either. They both exist. But how do we integrate it into a society that's going to be fruitful and help the integration of both, but also to help future generations of our species. Hallelujah. And how do we integrate them? So spiral dynamics speaks to this, right? It, it's sort of like trying to put a, a DNA code into how culture is shaped, how consciousness is shaped, um, and how these paradigms emerge, and how we emerge as society in political views and all that stuff. So spiral dynamics is a pretty cool way of describing it. It gives us a context. It gives us the language to kind of speak about what we see happening in the world. Now, me being in the orange for quite a bit and, and also working in the green, which the green is more like your nonprofits, but you also have, again, the, the orange, which is really like would be a for-profit organization, right? And, and to transition out of it and i think when i started spirit and coffee i had this need to be heard to um share wisdom because that is my legacy to leave a legacy of wisdom that is what i will leave behind and it's already set in motion right four years of doing a podcast um you can imagine um how much talking i have done <laughs> it's almost ridiculous the amount of talking i've done and i could still talk i love to talk i'm a storyteller and so in speaking and talking and now transitioning into this new state of being in this new way. And so the death and the rebirth that we go through in our life and really trying to understand there's this liminal space that happens, the in-between space between the, the rebirth and the death that we go through. We go through these spiritual deaths all the time, but we don't have a context in society to help us transition through. And I think that I'm in this Space where I'm saying, how do I transition what I created, which was, you know, spirit and coffee into this new phase that I'm, I'm headed in. Um, and it's a phase that still integrates spiritual alchemy because I am a spiritual alchemist. Um, but when I started the podcast, it was a morning show. It was a show that was a morning ritual for me. 
And as a ritual, I would get up and I wanted to be in connection with individuals in the morning talking about these very deep subjects of spiritual alchemy um, and how to use them practical in our life. How do they play out in our life and how do we move through, right, the alchemy of our life? And so it became this morning ritual. And now as I've transitioned, as I'm getting older, maturing into this next phase of my life, I'm not a morning person anymore. And I'm coming to the realization that I'm just not. And things have shifted. And as I re-emerge into this new state of being, which is what we go through, as I come into this new state of being, as I'm going from this death to this rebirth, this new person, I don't even know who the heck she is at times. I'm like, well, you know, I like to sleep in. I never used to. I was a morning person. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning and I would have my coffee and hence spirit and coffee, right? It was a morning show to get individuals to come with their coffee. And then I had these discussions and then it was over. Well, that's changed. I don't want to get up in the morning and I'm just being real. And I've always been real on my podcast. I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've censored anything, um, but I don't want to get up in the morning and I want to sleep in that extra hour. And I don't want to jump out of bed and do spirit and coffee. And I don't want to go, you know, go to the coffee. I want to like lay in bed, be lazy. And then I want to have my coffee a little bit later than I used to. And I don't want to do the morning ritual anymore. And there's, and that's okay. And I think that's part of it. It's accepting these places where we transition in life. And it doesn't mean that it goes away. It just means that we accept what is new. And that's been a hard phase for me to be in. How do I transition? How do I accept this new me, this new version that is not so drill sergeant like I used to be? It at least has a little bit of fluidity and flexibility where I never used to. I was a very structured, you know, into the time machine that we've created of nine to five. That's the time machine. The time machine was created nine to five, wake up do your rituals, get to work, do your work, have your lunch, do your work, get off, go work out, come home, eat your dinner, go to bed. And that was like the ritual. That's how you did your day. Well, that's not common for most people anymore. And it's not common for me. And it hasn't been for quite some time. When I first initially started this, yes, it was. And now I'm transitioning into this new phase. And so we don't really have a context in our society. If you're not part of a tribe um, or an indigenous uh, tribe, you're not going to go through rites of passage that way. Our rites of passage have become a driver's license. <laughs> and I was reading a book about this the other day in one of my classes, right? We were talking about it and it's kind of funny that I'm taking non-ordinary states of consciousness and that class itself talked about how our rites of passage are you know, partying with your friends and getting drunk and that, you know, that's a rite of passage into the next phase. And then, you know, you get older and then, and then you have your nine to five and that's your rites of passage. And we don't really have a rites of passage that grounds us in our beingness, who we really are as humans and our human development. And so what is a rites of passage? How do we move through these states of life? And I think part of me has this really internal calling to support women in the same phase that I'm going through because I'm in a phase of life where 
I'm, you know, early 40s, just early 40s, where our bodies change. Things are changing significantly. And we have to put to death the old ways of being. Now, that doesn't mean our bodies aren't can't work the same way. We just have to shift and change our mindset and our, the way that we operate our life a little bit differently. And this would be a rites of passage where we're putting to death the old ways of being into new ways of being, existing and, and being with the world and engaging in our relationships and engaging in our morning rituals or even how we structure our time and how time um, relates to where we are in life. Now, in those phases for women where we first start um, in our early 40s, we're going through some, you know, what is it, perimenopause, menopause. We're going through all these different phases of life where our hormones, hormones are completely going crazy. And that has, a tra that has a transformation in the way that we experience life itself. So hormones can actually do that to us, not just for women, but men alike. Hormones do that. And so we experience life from a very different way. But we don't have a context in which to transition. And in fact, when we're talking about the world um, being very patriarchal, we have a lot of information how men transition and very little information about how women do. You know, it's like, take the pill, shut up, you're emotional. Whatever it is, that they, the context that they put it into the medical field doesn't really help us. Um, it doesn't really allude to the internal experience that we go through and how to support us through that transition now in the past did they do this absolutely they helped women transition through those phases they had a context in which to hold a woman in that space but now in society um we don't and we're barely starting to figure that out but we also don't have it for individuals in general rites of passage yeah right it, it's just not even into menstruation if a woman is going into menstruation, even a man, when he's like, okay, we're going to be into puberty there, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a rites of passage for this death and rebirth and this process that we go through throughout life. And so for me with spirit and coffee, I'm going through, I have been going through this total death and liminal space of what's next for spirit and coffee. How do I transition this podcast into something that's authentically what I am going through and who I am as a person and how I want to give back and serve humanity. And I think part of it is um, incorporating the things that I have recently incorporated, um, which is the birth of a new career and that career being focused on health and nutrition. And so part of that is really critical. Because for me, it's a priority to put health at the center, especially if you are a woman who is hitting 40s or even 35, but I would say 40 all the way through 65, when you're going through the change of life is a critical point where things shift, they change. And, and that's where I kind of am. I am at that point now. Absolutely, Lulu. So you can understand that it's a, it's a big shift. It's not, you know... <laughs> we're I, it's not and it's not an overnight thing it's not all of a sudden we're just going through menopause and boom it's done no it's like an entire process and our hormones are constantly changing and our way of dealing with the world is changing and I also feel like there's this deep maturation within us as well where we are learning to parent ourselves fully 
I think at 30s, you know, some people can, but I think at 40, I feel like we really learn to be our own mother. We really learn to be our own father. We really start to, things start to set in that, you know, even our parents could be transitioning out of this world or get, they're getting older to the point where we're starting to have to take care of them. And this situation obviously can change for a lot of people, right? Um, with parents and stuff that were people had to parents yourself earlier, not earlier, whatever. But we are actually setting into the stage where we are learning to really truly nurture that part of ourselves and grow into it. And we're then we're going through the hormonal phase where we're trying to figure out, well, how the hell do I get through this? And then society just says, and I don't know where you're from, Lulu, but when society just tells us like, oh, well, she just take this pill or go take it, get these hormone injections. And great, as opposed to fix everything. Well, that's not the case. And that's not how it works. Um, there's a lot more. Alabama. Okay, so you're, you're in the Western world in America. So you understand, I think, um, quite a bit. Because some, you know, we have people around the world that get on here and their societies run a little bit different. But in America, as you know, very patriarchal, very uh, systems are really designed for the men. Um, and, you know, the women, um, not much in the way of women's health. And I think they're starting to focus on that. They're starting to understand it. But before it was like, well, just take this pill. Oh, you're just depressed. Oh, you're just that. Let's not talk about menopause. Let's not talk about perimenopause. Let's not talk about the hormones at all. Let's just throw you to the side or whatever. But it's a death and a rebirth. And and I don't know how old you are, but I would I would say that it's the most beautiful um, the most beautiful space that we can be in. You know, depending. I don't know how old you are. Like I said, you can share. I'm not sure. It's fine. But I believe that so forty two. Okay, so you're my age. Uh, and so I believe that these are the most beautiful moments of our life. And I don't think that we as women hear that enough, but 42 40s all the way, probably through sixties and even seventies. I mean, I know some pretty badass 70 year old women out there, um, that are kicking butt that I would say that that transition through is powerful. And it's a really good place to be. And I don't think that society puts enough emphasis on that, right? And how we can transition. And so, but it's powerful. And right now what the world needs, um, is yearning for, is for those women in that age group to really start to integrate into society um, the beauty that we bring. And it, it's longing for it, in fact. So when we look at these systems, which is what I started with is spiral dynamics, and we see that the system of, of patriarch, which is not a bad thing, you know, people always say, well, it's a, a bad thing. Patriarch's not a bad thing. It is bad when it's just patriarchal and we don't honor the matriarch. So we have to honor both. And I think that we as women, especially now in this time, and especially at our age, are the ones who can actually heal what I feel is the sacred masculine, the toxic masculine that we're experiencing in society, not in men. Because I think when you talk sacred masculine and feminine, it's like, oh, it's men. No, I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about the way that society is structured. It is very, it's structured through the patriarch fully, um, especially in the Western world. Now, this is 
bad because if you have too much of it, it becomes very toxic. Now, how do we heal that? And I think that both men and women alike have been very much toxified by the skewed way that we see the world. It's been very one-sided and that's, it's not healthy. It's not helping us. And so we as women though have the opportunity to reintegrate this beautiful uh, emergence, right? Of, of the beauty of transitioning through life the way we do, because it does ignite emotional context for people. And if you see it, emotions have been toxified as well. You know, don't be too emotional. Don't be this and that. Well, we all have emotions, right? We know that everybody does. So we all have emotions, but how do we honor them? And how do we move through them gracefully, even if they feel toxic? So I feel like this age group, this women, that once we hone in on our power and we allow ourselves to go through this spiritual death and rebirth and men alike to go through the spiritual death and rebirth into maturation or into maturing into um, the individual you are to be, that transformation allows something new to arise within us. And hopefully it's closer to your authentic self, your authentic truth, who you truly are. And hopefully there's an integration of what you didn't have there in the past, which then leads to this holism of like us living like this whole rich life. Okay. So it's that integration of both. It's bridging them together. It's bringing it together and it's loving both and nurturing both. And then you have a healthy individual. And the more of that, that we can cultivate in individual people, the more we'll see that our culture can shift and change and consciousness will change. Um, is it easy? No. Um, is it going to take a lot? Yes. In fact, there's not enough thought leaders speaking into this stuff. You know, it's, it's, we need more of individuals speaking their voice, more individuals speaking into how do we collaborate? How do we come together? How do we have these very important dialogues, men and women together? Um, how do we um, partner with each other and really try to understand, you know, what has been taken away what it, what has been missing and how do we reintegrate it back together into this holistic approach of being so and it goes deeper and deeper right of course consciousness is like that and then it's it's like well what is what but it's all interconnected so the death and the rebirth and i think the spiral dynamics and so trying to understand how to shift and change um into this new way of being like this podcast, for instance, I don't, I've never done it this late at night, ever. Um, and in fact, I, um, um, thank you for being here, Lulu, actually, because I was like, no one's going to get on. I'm just going to speak to myself, which I do often. And I, it, that's fine. Totally fine. Um, but typically had a morning following, right? People in the morning and I'm just not in that space, um, anymore. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to do the podcast this late at night. Um, I just felt like I had to say something because it was there. I'm a night owl. That's awesome. Um, and and I think that that's what's going to happen. When is it going to land? When will I be doing it? I don't know. And then that's the thing, the death and the rebirth. 
Um, and so I don't know if this is your first time getting on Spirit and Coffee, Lulu, or if you've heard my other stuff from before um, on my morning podcast or not. Um, but you'll know that, um, let's see, <laughs> let's see what you said. It's my first time. Okay. Yeah. And it's because it's night. And so you're a night owl. And so you're on at night. And typically I have, uh, like I said, I do typically do this in the morning. Um, and I've been off for quite some time, but for four years, I've been doing this podcast for four years now on Podbean, I think three years, but, uh, I've done live videos on Facebook for so I have four years of video. And I typically do live video along with this, uh, voice, uh, Podbean. So I do both usually. And, uh, and then tonight I just said, you know what? No, I'm going to, um, just come on and speak my mind about what, what I'm going through. And I think, you know, I think to the larger audience, um, you know, spirit and coffee is about spiritual alchemy. Um, what I think I'm transitioning to is really talking about a few subjects that are to, you know, to my heart and it's speaking specifically to women. Um, and perhaps this gets tied into other stuff that I want to do. Yeah. If you want to check out more, that's perfectly fine. Um, I always tell, I have people be like, well, I didn't show up. I'm like, it's okay. Um, it's never been about, you know, people will get the message they're supposed to get at the right time. So the ones that show up, I'm always like, okay, whoever's here needed to hear it. And if no one shows up, I needed to tell myself, <laughs> I needed to talk to myself about it. And then I just go through it or whatever. Um, but I think that it's critical. Um, I think with spirit and coffee, it's going to be a change into this new uh, version of me. And it's a little bit closer to the authentic self um, than prior. I mean, I was authentically being me back then as well, because you'll see how authentic I am on my podcast. I've always done live. I've never done recorded. Um, and whatever comes out, comes out. <laughs> and I don't even pre-script it. I just talk, um, which is fine, whatever. Um, but <laughs> I, oh, I used to read off the book. That's true. I used to read off a book and there's a couple of books that I, that I read from. Um, and a lot of it was on spiritual alchemy and this is still spiritual alchemy, but it is going to transition. Um, nutrition being a really important one, health and nutrition, especially around women's health. Um, because I feel like, again, that's something that's not covered enough. Um, and I think that it's something that's needed right now in society is women really um, owning their death and rebirth into this new phase of their life. Um, and that grace that society needs right now, um, we need a state of grace. We're, we're not in a state of grace at this point in time. It, it's pretty crazy. You guys know what's going on. I'm sure I don't know solo where you are, but it doesn't matter because let's just face it. The entire world is going crazy and we know that. Um, and there, there's a lot of reasons why, um, I'm not going to go into that here. Um, but it is going crazy, right? So how do we transition and how do we hold our authentic self in this transition and then how do we move through this death and rebirth but allow ourselves to remember that just because we're going through this shift in life we're not dead our life has just begun and that's how I believe it to be I believe that the 
um, something that a friend said to me that really resonated with this time of life where we're going through these changes of life into menopause and then, you know, no menstruation is that we no longer have to share our blood with the world because we bleed and we were constantly giving back to the world. Women give back to the world through their blood. That's really what happens. Okay. We, when we menstruate, we're giving blood to the earth and then in ancient cultures, they actually bled into the earth. They, they, they would go and have ceremony to do this. And it was a monthly thing. And, but we don't do that anymore. We've totally disregarded that part of our sacredness. But when we transition out of it, what is beautiful that we don't celebrate, which we should, is that now we're, we're transitioning into the space where we don't have to share our blood anymore. Our blood is ours. It's no longer has to be given out to the world, which is kind of nice, but we don't see it that way. I mean, I think we just kind of go through this phase like, oh, I hate it, this and that and the other. And it's like, wow, I'm going through this phase where I no longer have to give back. I can now receive. And so pretty cool. It's really cool, actually. So when my friend told me that, I was like, wow. And she's older. She's like in her 70s. And I'm like, wow, I, I just love that. You're absolutely correct. So these deaths and rebirths that we go through, I think is important. I am going through my death and rebirth with spirit and coffee. Um, it's still going to stay spirit and coffee. Um, and I do have a course online that I'm... Um, myself and my health perfect personally my focus has shifted it's good and so with the health stuff which is really cool is um i just recently got certified um as a nutritionist and so i'm a certified nutritionist i've been working um with a nutrition coach for like five years um and um so there's a great program that we're doing um and and then i'm going to be uh creating hopefully an online course to help with the mindset shift of, of what it means to prioritize health, right? So that's a big thing as well. And that's going to be part of it. And then online course, you could go to spiritandcoffee.com if you want, but I do have an online course. I haven't really promoted it much, um, but it is uh, setting goals and achieving them. But it's it's not just regular goals. It's like declarations, intentions, and milestones and how to move yourself into achieving the goals that you desire because that's where I actually am. I will say very good at doing is setting goals and achieving them. <laughs> I've set so many goals, I've achieved them. So I have a 50 billion bucket list that I've had and checked off and I'm like, I need to create a new one, which is good. So teaching people how to really um, set their goals and really achieve them. Like these goals that they've been wanting for life. Um, so, and that's online. You can go check it out if you want to. Um, I think there's like a free court, a free, a free podcast. Anyway, you could check it out. And then the nutrition stuff as well. So if you're ever interested in nutrition coaching, you can reach out to me as well. Something I love, I myself have lost like 60 some pounds um, over the course of five years and kept it off. And it's been, it's been an amazing journey. But, um, but that transition to reclaim my health is critical. Um, and so that's kind of where this is going. And I think so Spirit and Coffee has gone through death and rebirth. You don't know that because this is your first time listening. Um, and because the people that I typically would talk to are probably sleeping right now. 
they're usually the early morning risers <laughs> they get up at like five in the morning or whatever it is um which i no longer do so um and i don't know when i'll go live again um but i do appreciate it i think the one person who stood on here listened and i appreciate you for doing that actually um thanks so much um for having a listener obviously it was stuff you needed to hear because you were here <laughs> i always say whoever shows up there must be a message for it hopefully for it <laughs> for you um so there you have it um i usually keep my stuff to about 30 minutes not to because i can talk people's ears off all day and night um I, I never run out of words let me tell you that never have um but yes death and rebirth so take that away lulu it's death and rebirth if you want to look into spiral dynamics i don't know if you're into that stuff but look into spiral dynamics um it's a pretty cool concept um of how things are emerging um but also recognizing that we are um we go through these deaths and these rebirths and to honor where we are in our state of being is to put to rest those things that don't serve us anymore and allowing them to kind of fade away so that you can step into your authentic self um, and and honor that rites of passage. So there you have it. Um, good night to you, or I don't know if it's your night or what you're doing. I know you said you're a night owl, so, but um, when you do decide to go to sleep, have sweet dreams, <laughs> sweet, blissful dreams. Um, and then I will be on whenever I'm on, who knows when, but if you do want information, you can go to Spirit and Coffee. My email's on there as well. You can always reach out to me, um, if you want more information. So have a really good night. Thank you, Lulu. Bye-bye. <laughs>